This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for the first day of February. It's a Thursday. We're close to the weekend and hopefully the heartbreak is starting to disappear. Yeah, maybe not quite yet. Oh, you're going to watch the Pro Bowl this weekend? I'm sure not. You know what's funny? This Lions run has done some good things and some bad things. Like, January is usually a tough month. Despite having the NFL playoffs, it's usually a cold, tough month right after the holiday season. However, this beautiful, special Lions run made January go like that. So you wake up today, you realize, like, hey, it's February. Sweet. You only got, like, one more month. Baseball's coming back. The nice weather's coming back. Golf season's coming back. Red Wings look like they're going to be in the postseason. That's exciting. So the Lions season did help. It did. It did help a month like January, which is usually miserable, passed by rather quickly. It also did a big favor for me. I'm a huge Michigan basketball fan, and this Lions run made me forget how pathetically brutal they actually are. So I was watching on Tuesday night, the 9 o'clock Peacock game against Michigan State, like one of my favorite games of all time. And I remembered how bad Michigan basketball is. Like, Jawan Howard should be embarrassed. That program is a train wreck. Remember how good they used to be? John Beeline, Tom Izzo fighting for, like, the conference, final fours, and trying to go to the natty. Oh, God. So this Lions run helped me forget about that as well. Now I'm remembering why it was so easy to forget how bad they were. But yes, we're all still talking about the Lions. And it's funny because even people that are not football fans walk up to you and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe the Lions lost like that. Oh my God, I can't get over it. It's ridiculous. I went out to Applebee's on Tuesday night, had the day off from work. It's like kids eat for dirt cheap at Applebee's. My daughter's entire school goes there. So we go, had a beautiful time, wonderful time. All these people walk up to me. They're like, oh my goodness gracious, what a tough loss. Now, I don't think the majority of these people that talk to me are actual Lions fans. They just got caught up in the buzz and the hype and the excitement of it all, which is great, right? More fans, the merrier. But they all were so heartbroken of how the Lions lost. And I'm like, guys, this is our life. We've been living with this for like 60 years. I'm 48 years old. I've seen a lot of brutal losses. I mean, none quite like we saw on Sunday in Santa Clara, but still. 
So on this podcast, I got a couple of things for you. We will celebrate the return of Ben Johnson. I know yesterday we talked about Ben, but today I play you reaction to Ben Johnson coming back. Ben explains why. Dan Campbell, the head coach, is excited to get Ben back. And also Amon Ross St. Brown tells us on his podcast how he found out Ben Johnson was coming back. I also want to play for you a cut from my radio partner, Bob Winowski from the Detroit News. He does this thing every Wednesday with the morning show on 97 won the ticket. It's called Wednesdays with Wojo. Wojo said one of the most out-of-touch things I've ever heard in my life. Just ridiculous. And then he did a Twitter poll about it because I think he realized it was ridiculous. However, a lot of people agree with him. So we'll get to that too. And I'm really curious what you think. So I'll ask you to weigh in in the comments section. And then I'll read you some comments. The comments, by the way, a lot nicer than yesterday. I called all you people out, calling me all those mean names. I showed you how mean you were to me because I brought up same old lions. I think you feel bad because the comments for yesterday's podcast were so much nicer. It's good to have the nice YouTube crowd back. So let's get going, shall we? Because the big news continues to be Ben Johnson made the decision to come back. I did a radio spot with a guy in Virginia talking about commanders football. They could not believe Ben passed up on the commanders. I wanted to say like, dude, Washington has sucked for like 20 years. Ben's got a pretty good thing here. He's only 37 years old. It's not like teams are going to stop calling. If he has success this year, which I think he will again, next year he can maybe take a better job. I know it's a tough pill to swallow, but sorry. Maybe he just didn't want to go to Washington. Now, we wait on Aaron Glenn, by the way. As of this moment, Washington is the only job that is open because Seattle hired their guy. But what about Ben Johnson? Made the big news on Tuesday. Surprised everybody. Everybody was excited. My brother was flying back from San Francisco. Had a layover in Arizona. Got off the plane. And apparently everybody turns their phone off when the plane lands, as you know. Everybody got the news because there was a lot of Lions fans on the plane flying back from San Francisco. And everybody celebrated. So everybody's geeked that Ben is back. Including Amon Ross St. Brown. His receiver. So... How did Amon Ross St. Brown find out that his OC was coming back? This is from St. Brown's podcast with his brother. Take a listen. OC Ben Johnson is staying. How'd you find out? I'm sleeping and I hear my phone buzzing. I'm like, bro, who's calling me? Like, Ben Johnson's calling me. I'm like, gotta, you know, wake up. I answer. I'm like, so what's up with you? Like, are you leaving? He's like, you know what? I'm on my way to the facility right now. He said he couldn't sleep last night. He was thinking about it and he said, there's unfinished business. He wants to stay. The guys on the team, shoot, who? He said, me, Jared, Frank, Panay, Decker, all the guys. I mean, he said his heart is in Detroit. He wants to stay. So I'd find out at like 930. All right. So that's got to fire up, right? I mean, listen, they get over this agonizing game that they all wanted to win, that they should have won. I mean, they were up 17 points. It was the biggest collapse in championship weekend history. So everybody's got to be a little raw. Everybody's a little upset. Everybody wants to play it back. A little uncomfortable that guys might be leaving. So Amon Ra answers his phone right away, sees it's Ben Johnson. He's ecstatic that his OC's coming back. And so is Detroit. So why exactly is Ben Johnson coming back? He's joined Tim Twentyman on the Detroit Lions podcast. Here is Ben's reason for playing it back. 
it, it's really simple for me. Um, it starts with this place and these people, you know, uh, been here four years now and I believe in Sheila, what she's doing, Rod Wood, Dan, Brad, uh, starts at the top. And I think it's trickled down. This is as encouraged I've been in my four years with the direction of, of the Lions and, and where we're headed. There's so many good things going on here that so many good people, coaches, players. I love the offensive staff, everyone that we have on board there. I love the players. I love coming into work every day. Coach Campbell is incredible. And so uh, end of the day, talking with my family, just it made sense. It made sense. Don't Don't ruin a good thing. Don't ruin a good thing. I mean, I truly believe the way that game ended, if you are a competitor, knowing that you're going to get plenty of cracks at the can to be a head coach, I think Ben probably decided on the bus ride back to the airport from Santa Clara and Levi Stadium. Cannot let it end like this. And I think the reason he decided what he did was because of the fans. It's impossible not to get caught up in that electricity. From the home playoff games to the entire run, this entire place, the Jared Goff chance, it was electric. It was awesome. It was contagious. I think Ben came back because he didn't want to disappoint you. And he's a really intelligent OC. And he's going to get a lot of job offers, I got to believe. I mean, from what we're led to believe, the commanders offered him the job. It was his. They were flying in to talk to him for a reason. And he said, no, sorry. Not going to happen. Pretty awesome. So what about Dan Campbell? How stoked is the head coach that his OC is coming back? This is from the Green Room podcast. Take a listen. Listen, I was excited. And and uh, I told Ben I would do anything I could to help him get to the next level, as long as that's what he wanted. But I also made it very clear that I didn't want to lose him. You know? So, uh, you know, I don't want to be that guy that ever felt like I was holding you back, but I but I wanted to help him. But man, when he said that he, he, he was going to come back with us, I was ecstatic. I don't care what anybody says, man. The most important thing that a head coach does is hire his staff. And it's about your staff and the people around you. Because without the right staff, you were nothing. You have to lean on those guys. And so be able to get him back uh, is huge. He alleviates a lot of pressure on me. You know, I sleep, I sleep real good at night knowing that he's uh, the head of that offense. So Dan Campbell is static, Amon Ross St. Brown is static, you're ecstatic, I'm ecstatic, let's run it back, baby. Ben Johnson is back, and it does help take away some of the heartbreak that we witnessed on Sunday. Now, speaking of that heartbreak, I got to play this for you. So I do a radio show, it's called Wojo and Rieger, with Bob Winowski from the Detroit News, well-respected, funny guy. We all love Woj. Even when he turns into his alter ego, Wojo Dumbass, and he predicts stuff. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Wojo Damas, right? So Wojo goes on the Stoney and Jansen show every Wednesday. They call it Wednesdays with Wojo. They were talking about the game. They were talking about Campbell's gambles. They were talking about the fourth downs and what Wojo believed. Take a listen to this comment from Bob Winowski, who I think is a smart man, but this is not a smart comment. I think Lions fans were fabulous during this run on and, and had a had a ton of fun. I think they were devastated Sunday, but I I I don't think they woke up Monday like I'm going to be haunted forever by this. We will never overcome the, that no, loss no. at all because I think they have a run ahead of them. All right, so 
I agree with the part about Lions fans being fabulous throughout this entire thing. But they woke up on Monday not haunted by this? Are you kidding me? Now, Wojo did do a Twitter poll. He said, philosophical question for Lions fans. Do you think the 49ers loss will haunt you forever? Or is the pain eased because you're confident the Lions will get more chances in the not-too-distant future? The able-to-move-on crowd beat the haunted forever crowd, 64% to 36%. So maybe those are Wojo's peoples. Maybe those are a bunch of bots. But I don't think there's anything more ridiculous than that statement. Of course we're going to be haunted forever. Now, I think some of Wojo's reasoning, reasoning is there wasn't one play. There wasn't one play like she not covering Robert Ori that you're going to be able to relate back to. Uh, well, it's worse because there were more than one play. From here on out, you say Vildor's face mask. Everybody understands Brandon Ayuk caught that ball, what, 52 yards. Okay? All I got to say is Jameer Gibbs fumble. You're going to remember the fumble inexplicably by the running back. And next thing you know, the game is tight like that and the 17-point lead evaporated. You can say Campbell's gambles are fourth downs. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Iffy Melanfon will unable to sack Brock Purdy. Chase Lucas unable to down a punt at the half-inch yard line. I don't care what Wojo says. I don't care what his followers say. I want to know what you think. We will forever be haunted by this game. And even if you think the best is yet to come and the Lions go on and win some Super Bowls, you're never going to forget this. Have we forgot about Bill Lambeer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and the foul, the phantom foul? Have we forgot about that? No. And you won championships after that. It doesn't matter if you eventually win. It's what happened in the moment. What you witnessed on Sunday, I'm speaking for myself, and this is why I want you to speak for yourself in the comments section. What you witnessed on Sunday is the worst loss of our life. Big Poppy hitting the Grand Slam in game two of the ALCS in 13. That was pretty shitty, wasn't it? But there was also game three. That Mike Napoli took Justin Verlander deep, and Verlander went one run, nine inning baseball. That was the one that killed them. And it's baseball, guys. We love baseball, but not as much as football. Yes, the Red Wings lost in game seven to the Pittsburgh Penguins after being up three games to two at Joe Louis Arena. Fucking sucked. But it's hockey, it's not football. And it also happened after the Wings had already won a Stanley Cup the year before. Like guys, there is no worse loss than what we saw on Sunday. Why? Because you were 30 minutes away from the one thing that you want more than anything else. We love baseball and basketball and hockey and Michigan and Michigan State. We love them all. But not like we love the NFL and the Lions. And I think... What proved that was how we all reacted to this run. What Wojo started his comment with, talking about the fans being amazing during this run. Guys, there is no worse loss. We'll never get over it. We will always be haunted. You will wake up in the middle of the night, I'm sorry, but it's true, and realize, oh shit, 
you could have went to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if they're ever going to get there. Their future is fucking bright. And you should be really excited about it. If you look in Vegas, the Lions have the fourth best odds to win it all next year. So this story is not over. It has not written itself. There's no ending yet. The great things can still happen, but it doesn't matter. We'll never get over what happened on Sunday. If they win a championship eventually, yes, it will ease the pain, but we'll always remember our first. Lions blew the biggest lead in conference championship game history. You can't get over it. You'll never get over it. And this is where you come in. I need to know from you in the comment section. Do you agree with Wojo? Not going to haunt you. Or do you agree with me? It's going to haunt you until the day you die. And then in the afterlife, it might haunt you as well. It doesn't matter how you feel about other losses. All that matters is you realize what was at stake in this one. At the half, we're all making Super Bowl plans. We were all giddy. We were all euphoric. It all went away like that. And it's the one thing we want more than ever. It's the one dream we thought would never be fulfilled. And maybe, hopefully, it will. But we don't know that they'll get back there. We also don't know that they won't get back there. It doesn't change anything. The comment by Wojo that you wake up on Monday morning and you're not haunted, like, fuck, what? So let me know. Comment section below. I need to know. But according to his Twitter poll, many Lions fans say they're not haunted. I can tell you, I will forever be haunted. And it's not just because I can't let things go. It's because that was the worst loss of my life and your life. And why can't we just call it what it is? Too many the worst loss of our lives. Let's react to some comments and get out of here, shall we? Yesterday's podcast was about Tom Brady questioning Gamble's Gambles and also about Ben Johnson coming back. Let me uh, pick a couple. Here we go. Uh, Sooner Dad 3, who gives a shit what Tom Brady has to say as if he would ever question Belichick's decision during a game. Kill Faceboy says, I've already moved on. Looking forward to the draft. TA1235711. Love the podcast, but your audio has pops and cracks consistently through the entire podcast. Just a heads up. Then old Jarhead386 said, he's rocking in and out of the mic while speaking. So I got to work on those technical difficulties. All right. Let me know what you think. I'm dying to know. Comment section, please. I'll read them all. Do you agree with Wojo's statement? You're not going to be haunted by that game on Sunday. It's preposterous, right? Catch you tomorrow on a Friday. Goodbye, everybody.